beautiful souls. We are so happy to have you back today. We hope you are having an amazing week. And today we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which of course is love languages. And there's a little different twist on it today. And evidently there are quote unquote love languages um, applied to the workplace. So Gary Chapman, who wrote the original book, The Five Love Languages, has really expanded it to um, be applied to lots of different types of relationships. And so he uh, co-authored a book with Paul White and talked about the languages of appreciation in the workspace, which is so cool. You know, we spend so much of our time, maybe even more time than um, we spend at home sometimes in our work environment and with people around us. And those relationships are so important and they have a huge impact on our day, our energy, how we feel about our jobs and how we feel about getting up and going to them. And, and also for those who are leaders and, um, quote unquote bosses in their job, you know, one of your biggest responsibilities is to, you know, really be able to key in with your, um, staff and be able to appreciate them in the ways that they love to be appreciated. So this is super cool. So please join us while we talk about the languages of appreciation in the workspace. So Danielle, we had our first request on a subject matter, and one of our very loyal uh, listeners said, hey, I really loved your love language episode. I heard there's a love language for the workplace. And we're like, there is? Like, yeah. I didn't know that. I know. So we're, we're like, cool. So let's go check that out and see what that says. And so um, we decided to do a little quick a daily shot today for you on the love languages in the workplace. This was sort of fun because I never really ever thought about love languages outside of like real, like romantic. I don't really think about them so much in terms of outside of your romantic relationships. Right. I think that's what we yeah. all tend to focus on them, but again, any relationship truly and work relationships are huge. I mean, sometimes we spend more time with our people at work than we do our actual yeah. partners, right? No, absolutely. For I sure. mean, they're our second family, you know, so, uh, well, especially more so I think in the days where there was a lot more brick and mortar and yeah. we were in the same space, you know, things are changing a little bit, yeah. uh, that way, but still just the community of having, whether now you're working with somebody on zoom or remotely, there's still this interaction and connection of humans working together for the common purpose. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of fun to just sort of dig into, you know, what uh, Gary Chapman was saying. So he's, uh, you know, he's got his franchise of the love languages and, and uh, yeah, there are other things out there too. So definitely some fun stuff to check out. So uh, let's just see how the five love languages sort of apply themselves in the workspace. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, which obviously is, I think the most popular one in, in regular relationships too, but the words of affirmation, yeah, right? Thanks. Words, words, words. Yeah. I think we've done so many podcasts now about the power of words, how important words are. It's definitely a recurring theme in what we um, share with our audiences. But, um, you know, the, the, the one couple takeaways on this one is that the words 
not only are words important in terms of how we communicate as we work together as a group, but it's, it's the most common form of how we show appreciation for our workmates, our teammates, our bosses, our, the people that report to us. It's, you know, it's that feeling of, uh, they see me and I'm appreciated because they told me so. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think it's really important when, we are in that workspace and whatever it looks like now, whatever that physical or non-physical space that you're working with other people in is that we do use our words to support each other and to appreciate each other and to um, especially, you know, catch people doing things well. You know, the article talks about using our words, not to point out what they're not doing well, yeah, but to point out oh, I really loved how you, you know, finished that project. I really love how you presented that. I loved how you wrapped that up at the end. I mean, you had everybody just eating out of the palm of your hand. Um, oh my gosh, I saw, I heard you on the phone having that conversation with that, you know, uh, you know, one of your clients. And I just, wow, the way you like really listened to them. I was overhearing, I was like, wow, I wish more people would talk to me like that. Whatever, you know, it's using your words to, show people that you hear them, you see them and that you think they're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. I think the key to it is, um, being specific, right? Yeah. You know, anybody could say, Hey, good job. You did, you did a good job today, which is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I think the more specific you can be like you kind of alluded to, right? Like the, um, the words they were saying on the phone call or how they were listening and, and that sort of thing, but being very specific in, your praise and appreciation. Um, it's just, I think valued so much more, right. It makes the person who's receiving it feel so good and really feel as though you are paying attention to them and you really do appreciate what they're doing because you're being specific in your praise. I a hundred percent agree. And I do think, you know, if you are somebody who does run a team of people, or you do have people reporting to you. I think this is a really good, good takeaway for you. Cause I think we very often do do that. We go, Oh, you know, great job guys. Great job team. It's, it doesn't really land specific and it doesn't land on an individual. It just lands in the room, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like aerosol. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, gotta, yeah. gotta catch it. Um, I think that that's the key is like, sometimes we just don't take the extra time to appreciate more individually. It's like, Hey, great job guys. And you just kind of move on. And that's not That doesn't really, that doesn't check that box. Right. That does not check that box. So yeah. really paying attention to that individual, very specific feedback, showing appreciation. And, you know, you don't have to do it every day, but I think that there needs to be a consistency to doing it. So when people, I always say this, when people look back at you and say, Hey, what kind of a boss was she or he, you know, what was it like to work for that person? Um, you want them, what do you want them to say about you and reverse engineer that shit? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, one of the things I really thought I did well at athletic Republic and people told me when we, uh, worked there is that I always had this open door, right? Like somebody could, my, my little black chair, right? My little black yeah. chair that people came and sat in for 13 years. But I, that's one of the things I wanted to, everyone to know is like, hey, I always have time for you. Come and sit, come and talk. Um, 
I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear if you have some ideas, um, come and talk. And that openness and that inviting space that that's there for you. And, and I was, and I was obviously the boss. So I think that's really important to know that you can walk into the boss's office and sit down in a chair and go, Hey, can we talk? Yeah. You know? Well, and also that you'll put down whatever it is you're working on and actually listen, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people will say that, hey, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here to talk whenever you need, but then they're not really. But then they're not. (laughs) That's that whole, that's that whole, the words need to meet the actions in order for it to be valid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like that. So if you are somebody who runs teams, pay attention to how you're appreciating. And if you're doing too much of a blanket appreciation, uh, kind of pivot more into some individual appreciation. And if you can't think of how to appreciate, you might need to get a little bit closer to the details and paying a little more attention and getting out amongst your team and, you know, purposely looking for the things that you can catch them doing really well. Yeah, absolutely. And as the person receiving, like, when you are, when you do get specific like that, I mean, I know that it, that takes some time, energy and effort to, you know, to think about that and really kind of put, um, put the, that thought process together and that sort of thing. And so it, it really does mean a lot. Yeah. And I think too, quite honestly, if I think back on my own experiences, there's a lot that goes into um, why employees stay, why yeah. teams stay yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Regardless if they're not getting paid the most amount of money, if they're feeling like a family, if they're feeling like a team, if they're feeling appreciated and seen and heard, and it matters to them that they show up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with how we appreciate them, how we right. share, how we feel about them and the feedback that we give them. Uh, that's always very you know, helpful, very helps them grow as an individual and it's never criticizing. It's always, you know, very supportive. So those types of communications and words and affirmations really do matter in in the longevity of how long you can keep your team and that they love working with you right absolutely yep awesome um some of the questions that this that kind of on this uh, article say you know you can ask yourself is have you received a verbal affirmation from a manager or colleague recently and if so how did it make you feel so doing some self-reflection on how it makes you feel um recalling if um, a coworker has said something to you recently that kind of affirmed you, you know, and how did, you know, how did that feel? And it's not just about affirming as a boss to, um, their people that work for you, but also to your team that, you know, that you work with. Um, they also say, think of someone who, if they did not do their work would make your daily work far more difficult. So again, I think it's very similar to what we talked about in terms of our, gratitude mm-hmm. when you think about what would it be like if they weren't here remember we talked about that sometimes with gratitude Working it's so easy to become very grateful if we imagine what it would be like without our hot shower without our warm bed without you know food in the refrigerator what would my workspace be like if i didn't have this person here working next to me as my teammate wow it would be so much worse right and so right. um you know appreciating the partnerships in the workspace so i like that yeah but it's the next one Quality time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the main thing that stood out for me with quality time is quality time is not proximity, but personal attention. Right. It's kind of like 
how you were at Athletic Republic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Most of the time, hopefully. Yes, um, come, come sit down. I want to hear from you. But then I want to hear from you. Focus. You actually, yeah, you actually pay attention. You sit down, you make eye contact, and you listen. Yes. So it's just giving the time, mm-hmm. creating time, creating a, uh, a way that that can work. So lots of times in companies, the bosses seem to be inaccessible. Right. They're they're not around or their door is closed or their or their space is far away from where a lot of other people are working. And so there's not a lot of common um, ways for them to like be in the same shared space, the same workspace. So there's a disconnect there somewhere. So quality time is just so important in if you're not always in the in the center of the sauce, as I say making sure that if you are a leader in an organization that you are putting yourself in the center, being around your employees, coming down and being, you know, very approachable. I think that's the main thing I, I, in leadership is you need to be approachable and you need to know that your, your team needs to know that you welcome them, their, their time in coming to talk with you for anything. Well, and that, you know, when they do come to talk to you, you're going to stop answering emails. You're not going to text. You're not going to, you know, take 10 phone calls, that sort of thing too, right? So you're mm-hmm. actually there spending that time with them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and doing the things that show that too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you could have someone come in and sit in your office and you can like still have your emails up and kind of looking at them or, you know, mm-hmm. or jotting down some notes. But if you actually just like, you know, kind of clear your desk, you know, put some, do the gestures of putting some things aside, mm-hmm. um, maybe turning your computer, you know, you know, maybe your laptops on your whatever, you just kind of turn it aside or close it and say, and then you just kind of like, look at them and say, Hey, so let's talk, you yeah. know, very focused, looking at them, showing them through your body language and through your actions, like, wow, you're really excited to be in this space with them, you know, mm-hmm. for this 15 minutes or whatever it's going to be. Absolutely. So super, super important. I really like it a lot. Mm-hmm uh, acts of service. So I thought, like, oh, wow. What did they say about acts of service in the workplace? So I was like really interested in, in reading this one. And if you're somebody who is an acts of service person in your life, this is where it's probably going to really make you feel good. Now, if you're not such an acts of service person in your regular life, in terms of your other uh, love language relationships, I don't know how important this one is going to be for you, but for those who, who do really feel that's one of their love languages, it could be really um, uh, impactful for you. And I think the main takeaway here was, so what do acts of service look like in the workplace? It's basically helping others get their work done. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, so yeah. I mean, what else could, you know, you can't say, Hey, can I go outside and wash your car for you while, you know, right. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe it's, you go to the break room to get a coffee and you bring your desk mate one too. Exactly. You're going to, are you going to run out to, you're going to run out to Chipotle and you get right. yourself a, a bowl and Hey, can I bring anything back for anybody? Right. right. Yeah. Um, being careful that that doesn't become a habit and people just think you're buying lunch right. all the time. Cause I, I, I did have that happen to, to a friend of mine within the workspace. She just kept oh, offering, Oh, I'll go pick it up. And all of a sudden people weren't weren't any longer giving money for their lunches. Oh no. Yes. Can you imagine? How would anybody ever assume that? I know. And it became a thing. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, stop. Yeah. We just don't do it anymore. Oh my gosh. (laughs) People are, people surprise me sometimes. So anyway, so the, the key thing here though, in the acts of service is 
I'm going to put this in my own words, uh, you know, make sure your own work is done. Yes. Before you go and start helping somebody else do their work. Otherwise, you're just going to sabotage your, you know, your own self. And that could be sometimes avoidance. Like, oh, I'm not really into doing what I'm doing, more into doing what you're doing. Let me go help you. But then your work's not done. I do and that all the that's, time. That doesn't work out well at like, the end. Like with my taxes right now. Like your any, taxes. Any, you're avoiding your taxes. Anything, anything else? else? Let me, let me go. You know what? That grout in my kitchen, I need to clean the grout. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Anything I, but doing the taxes, yeah. right? Right? And sometimes at work, it might be on a project where you're like just hating it. You're just like, I like what Susie's doing over there. I'm like, I'll help Susie <laughs> do what she's doing over there. And but I'm going to get points for that. That's right? important too, though, because Susie might not want help. She might not be the type of person that, that you know, likes help. So I think that's important too, to just kind of make sure first yeah. that that's okay. So and, rule and one, yes. make sure your work's done first. Rule yep. two is Hey guys, I'm done early. Does anybody need any help with anything? I, I'd be happy to lend a hand if you guys are, you know, uh, falling behind or, you know, want to get done sooner. Right. Yeah. And ask for help for sure. That's really important because Susie might get really pissed off <laughs> or you know how people create their own stories. Susie might think that you're thinking she right. doesn't know how to do her job and oh then take gosh. offense to it. Right. And then we don't know what people think. And then there's tension and just, it turns and she's talking about you in the break yeah. room. <laughs> Your little kind act of service just turned the whole workspace upside down. It did, right? So, and again, this is so important. We're laughing, but this stuff happens all the time, which is why we're laughing. Yeah. You know, I think that last podcast we were talking about a misunderstanding between your, that your two athletes had because they weren't communicating. Right. People take, you just don't know how people take different things and you just yeah. have to be clear. Yeah. So people, you know, take control of how people are going to, um, perceive what you're saying by being very clear. Perception um, is a huge part of communication that is often overlooked. Oh, so, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Now, of course, if you're one of those control freaks, if Susie's a control freak, <laughs> you're going to go have to go help Bob down the hall. Go help Bob. I was going to say. Go help Bob because Bob's not even liking what he does. And Bob's so used to everybody doing his work for him. He would really appreciate that because he wants to get out early. He does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just pay attention to that. Okay. Uh, yeah. gifts, gifts, Ooh, gifts, gifts. Then maybe this is where coffee fits in. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it is. And also, I think one of the things that, um, companies do a lot is they give gifts as bonuses yeah. or, Hey, you did a great job or, Hey, you worked here for 25 years. Here's a watch Oh my gosh. You know? yeah. or, or, or that, that kind of thing, you know? And yeah. I mean, unless it's like a, a Rolex or some sort of <laughs> investment piece, um, yeah. you know, the gift thing is interesting. I, I was not surprised to hear in this um, research that with over a hundred thousand employees found that tangible gifts is the least chosen language of appreciation. And because gifts, a lot of times don't hit the mark for somebody, yeah, right? I was going to say that it's probably things that people don't want. They don't want, they don't see value in it. Yeah. Um, I can't really use this. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that if gifts are going to be part of the appreciation um, uh, energy that, that you're, that you do for your employees or that your boss you know, if you're a boss and you 
you know, you're looking, how can I expand, you know, appreciation in my workplace through gifts? You really got to know like what gift would hit right with each employee. And that takes some work. Now I think cash as a gift, universal, universally works, right? Yes. Yep. But it's impersonal, but I think still people would be more happy with a gift card or some cash because that's the unexpected and like, oh my gosh. And then they can go use it on something that they want. Right. Um, but beyond that, if it's a tangible gift, that's not cash or, or cash card or something like that, then really, really what it, what needs to happen is you really need to be in touch with, you know, what your employees are all about. Right. Right. Do they have hobbies, passions? Do they love going to hockey games? Do they love going to the Laker games or wherever? Um, yeah, you know, what are they into and, you know, then definitely maybe giving a gift of appreciation that was in that little bucket of something that they really enjoyed. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause that hits two things. A, I thought of a personal gift and that took extra time for me to think of that. Yep. And I think that that hits strong that, that there's a connection and you're paying attention. Um, but you know, to me, cash is king. Cash, yeah, always. Cash or or cool. travel. Uh, or travel. But some people, like, especially now with COVID, like travels. I hate to put the, the, the asterisk footnote of COVID on everything. But um, yeah, so, you know, yeah. travel might be something that you really want to do, but it's, it's way down the line. So maybe something that's more something that they can use today. But again, the, the, the main thing is gifts are a really great way to show appreciation, but it doesn't land that way if they're not personal. Right. If it's, so yeah, pay attention to that. Means. Right. Okay. Danielle, okay. this last one. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> I mean, how do you even deal with physical touch in the workplace at this point I, anymore? I know. I, you I, can't, I, can't I hate that too. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> I can't even find the words. I can't either. I was sitting here going, Oh, how do we talk? just saying physical touch in the workplace sounds like jail is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things that bothers me so much that because of, you know, me too movement and just people being complete assholes about, you know, this whole, you know, situation that it's really ruined the human connection of just patting somebody on the back, giving somebody a hug. Yeah. Uh, it just infuriates me sometimes when I think about it, but we have to live with what is in our reality now. So there are people like you and I, you and I are both touchy feely huggers. We grew up with that, you know, affection and and we're really used to it. Like anybody coming in for a hug with me, I'm cool. Like that's just, I've always done that. And it's great. Um, there are people though, who didn't grow up like that. And even like a high five or a fist pump or a little tap on like little, squeeze on the shoulder makes them highly uncomfortable. They're just not touchers. And you know what? We have to talk about this too. In the COVID pandemic world, don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Look at me. Put 14 masks on. I mean, so I know the whole thing. I don't even know what to say about it, except that probably the safest thing to do in the workplace now ask is ask. Just ask and say, Hey, you know, I, I, am, I, I would love to give you a high five or a fist pump or an air pump. Like, what are you most comfortable with? You know, yeah. or 
um, gosh, here's a virtual hug. I'm hugging you. Like, I don't even know. I like you guys have to create your own stuff. I, I don't know what works in your workplace. You know, things that are now so remote, we don't have to deal with it quite as much. So it's easy to give like a little virtual hug and stuff, a little virtual high five. But um, if you are still working in brick and mortar and seeing people on the regular, you're in sales, you're traveling, you're whatever, um, you know, just, you have to just ask now, especially even with handshakes, right? Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I, and I've done that before too. I've been like, I don't really know what we do now. I, you know, and I'm like all awkward <laughs> with my arms and like trying to figure it out. And I'm like, how about an elbow? I don't, I don't yeah, know. You wanna, oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> and that's even, that's even more just because of the COVID situation than it is yeah. because of, you know, just a uh, me oh, no, too movement and yeah, stuff like that. So purely COVID stuff. Well, yeah, like today, purely... My husband had to go back to the, I don't know, to the office today for the first time in like, I don't even know how long for some sort of kickoff or whatever. And uh, he, I texted him. <laughs> I was like, I hope you have a great day. Don't touch anybody. <laughs> don't touch away. anybody. Stay don't away. cough. Don't yeah. sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bring COVID back to this house. <laughs> yes, I know. Gosh, you're finally getting healthy. No, don't. Yeah. Don't stay <laughs> at least 20 feet away from everybody as you, uh, yeah. But that's that, that physical touch ones. Yeah. I don't know what we're, everyone's just going to have to use their own best judgment and based on where you work and how you work and, and how everybody um, in your physical space uh, feels about that and just kind of use your intelligence and error on caution at all times. Yeah. Yep. Always error. Air on yeah. the side of asking. Air on the side of asking, exactly. Yeah. And don't just assume everybody wants the big hug. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's like love languages in the workplace. So um, take that away with you. I think the big um, uh, takeaways are, are mainly for, yeah, hey, how, if you're a leadership person in an organization, these, this really falls more heavily on as a tool for you to really enhance the energy of your workspace to be more team oriented and um, have your people feel seen and love working under your leadership. Yeah. Just real quick too. I think that you can apply this to different areas as well. So like, I, you know, me always bringing it around to sports again. Of course. <laughs> um, but I, I think I remember after we did the an original love languages, we went into um, behavioral styles. Yes, we did. Athletes. Um, and this is, you know, it's very similar to this as well. And you could apply all of these things to a sports setting, dealing with a team and coaches and, and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, well, it really applies to where there's humans interacting and connection exactly. with each other. So just, any, anything at all. Yeah. Um, just a matter of putting a different lens on it and thinking outside the box, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I love it. So there you go. And thank you to our very loyal viewer. You know who you are for sending in that little suggestion. We love you. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. We really hope you enjoyed this. And, you know, as I was really reflecting on this episode, you know, life is about connection with people. And wherever the people are, whether they're the people you live with, whether they're your soulmates, your partners, your family, um, your work buddies, I mean, it's all about connection and how do we relate to each other and pour good vibes, (laughs) pour appreciation, pour I see you and you matter into each other. That's what it's all about, everybody. Um, 
we can't just continue to be on the hamster wheel of life and not stop and connect and appreciate and and receive appreciation and receive those compliments and really um, do better at that whole piece. It's something I work on all the time and I try to be very conscious of. And in order to do that, we have to be living in the present moment. We can't be worrying about, you know, what's going to be happening in the next day, week, month, year. We can't be ruminating on the past situations that we're unhappy about. We have to show up every day being right where we are with the people who are right in front of us and thinking, how can I make this connection really wonderful? really work for me, really work for them. Um, And that's being present, you know? So as I leave you today, wherever you are, wherever you go today, look and see who's in front of you. How can you pour into them? I promise you, the more you pour, the more you give back. Thank you for joining us today and we love you. Have a great day and always, if you enjoy what you're listening to, We really would appreciate it if you would hop on over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. And of course, if you know anybody that you think would really enjoy what we're talking about, please share. We would be forever grateful for that and have a beautiful day.